happened to you? And it happened to me yesterday, so it's fresh in my mind. Somebody is going somewhere, and they forget an important item that they need, be it identification, be it currency, and they call you up, and they say, you gotta go. You gotta go get this ID or you gotta take a picture of it and send it to me. You gotta do it quick because I only have 10 minutes until I can no longer do what I need to do or pay for what I need to pay for. And you're 15 minutes away, you're trying to drive as quickly as you can and they're blowing up your phone with texts saying, can you hurry, can you hurry? and there's traffic in front of you. How do you explain without ticking them off even more that the part of your car that flies, like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I'm really dating myself, isn't working, or even better, here's another one for you. When somebody says to you, can you drive me home? At 12.30, this is 12.30 at night. Well, it could be 12.30 during the day. And they finally come out to your car. And it's 12.35 and they say to you, you got to hurry home. You got to hurry to get me home because I have a curfew and I have to be back by 12.45. How is that my fault? Why am I going to hurry for you if you're late getting into the car. Well, you're not late. You're right on time and exactly where you need to be right here with me. I'm Jeff Stritch. This is Strictly Stritch in Time, Friday, November 20th, 2020. That's when I'm recording this episode. And I said this probably in my first or second episode, this is my 13th, that I don't say the name of the episode, the title of it, because I haven't thought of the title of the episode until after I'm done recording, because the title of the episode has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I guess I just want to make sure that you're paying attention. Great to have you aboard wherever you are around the planet Earth, Mars, Neptune, Venus, or Uranus. No matter what kind of device you're listening, I'm glad, I'm proud, I'm happy that my voice is coming through the speaker. I'm feeling good because I well, I'm, I always feel good when I'm doing something on the radio, when I'm broadcasting, doing a podcast. Last week... Because of some unforeseen circumstances, I did my Of Mikes and Men episode with Sean and Mo first, and then did this episode. It just it just was a little different. I'm back recording my episode first. We are 
Talking about a couple current events before we get rolling into the main topic. And I'm going to stress this. The order of importance of these two things, you're going to immediately, when you hear both of these, you're going to say, why did he put them in that order? Well, I'm going to tell you this right off the bat. I put them in this order because I I want it to be, well, it's current event related, but I wanted something entertainment-wise, and then I wanted something that, well, you'll see it for the second item. But please, and I will mention this after I'm done talking about it, you're, you're going to realize that one is more important than the other. Finally, finally after a lengthy delay because of the virus, Wonder Woman. 1984 isn't skipping theaters or moving to 2021, but it is altering its course. Now, this is important because I mentioned this last week. So you got to go back to listen and listen to last week's episode to know what I'm talking about. Actually, you don't because I'm just going to tell you what's going on. But it was talked about that Wonder Woman 1984 would be, well, it, everything is goes immediately to streaming. But the director, uh, Patty Jenkins, said, no, 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 no. That's not the way we're going to do it. It's going to be shown on the big screen. Well, they're meeting in the middle. Just announced that the last big blockbuster holdout of 2020 still opening in U.S. theaters on Christmas Day. That's December 25th. 25th. <laughs> if you weren't aware, I knew when it was. I was just mispronounced the number. And it also will be available to HBO Max subscribers free of charge for its first month. Warner Brothers announced earlier in the week. The film will also debut in international theaters on December 16th. Now, originally, you know what? It doesn't even matter when the movie was originally going to open. This is a pretty big deal. The original Wonder Woman film, not the series with Linda Carter, but the first Wonder Woman film, Gal Gadot, or Gal Gadot, is reprising her role as Wonder Woman. The first one was a big, big hit. I enjoyed it. Chris Pine was perfect in his role as Steve Trevor. Spoiler alert. Well, here's the spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it by now, then this isn't really a spoiler alert. You're just very, very behind in movies you should be watching. This movie was delayed earlier in the year to kick off the summer films. It was pushed back. We thought this nightmare would end sooner than it would. They pushed it back, so director Patty Jenkins said, we're going to meet in the middle, so the movie will open in theaters on Christmas Day of this year and then be shown on HBO Max. So Patty Jenkins meeting in the middle. She's also hoping 
that this sequel is as successful as the first film, as I just mentioned. $821 million globally back in 2017. That's how much the first Wonder Woman film made. Now, I mentioned, you know, I keep it light here. I'm here to entertain you, make you laugh, make you scratch your head. And I try to avoid the big topics. You know what they are. I'm not going to talk about I'm not going to talk about everything that you read about, you're inundated with, because you got that. You you got me. You're working real hard to find me. And I'm here. So you, you got to get away from that stuff. But every now and then, I like to interject something of importance that is current event related. Now, these two things, actually, this all has happened over eh, the last week. The Florida Panthers, this past Tuesday, they are a National Hockey League franchise. They announced that they had hired Brett Peterson as an assistant general manager, making him the first black executive to hold that position in the NHL. Now, the hiring comes days after the nearby Miami Marlins hired Kim Ang. It's spelled N-G, pronounced Ang. Ang is the first female GM in Major League Baseball. The NFL's Miami Dolphins have a black GM, Chris Greer, and a black coach, Brian Flores. So whatever they're doing in Florida, they are doing it right. Also, this past Monday night, and I watched the game, and if they mentioned it on the Monday night game, I didn't hear it. So I'm making mention of it now. If you did watch the game and you heard it, well, then I'm being redundant. The Monday night game between the Rams and the Buccaneers had an all-black officiating crew for the first time in National Football League history. That's right, a a veteran crew, a combined 89 seasons. Obviously, if there are no disputable or calls that are questioned on social media, any officiating crew, well, you do a good job. I haven't heard anything, and not that it mattered because, again, a veteran officiating crew that was this past Monday night. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning this is it's important in the grand scheme of things. But to me, I'm mentioning it because there will be a time when this is not a newsworthy item. There are women being hired in positions in the NBA, assistant coaches in the NFL. And I did read something when it was announced that the, I I can't remember if it was Becky Hammond who was named a full-time assistant with the NBA San Antonio Spurs. And somebody said, it is becoming less of a bigger deal. Now it's still a big deal, but when it becomes not as important as when it's the first 
time that it's done. Well, that's a little bit better for everybody, not only for the individual, for the team, or the respective league. It's just when it becomes mainstream and we don't need to mention the importance of it, that's when we have made great strides. So congratulations to the Florida Panthers, the Miami Marlins, the who else did I mention in there, and the Miami Dolphins for their hirings. If I've missed any other hiring of minority or gender, I apologize for that. So Again, my first two current events, one obviously is more important than the other. I think you know which one. I just wanted to keep it, well, I wanted to go, you know, pop culture-wise and then somewhat serious, and then I want to go into the main topic of today's show, hitting the M, and, well, if I forget to let them know that I'm going to be talking about Thanksgiving, that I'm going to say we need gobble dogs in the background. Shaggy is providing that. He's already done that. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I'm going to talk about, and then the turkey sounds will fade off in the distance. Now, we're going to talk Thanksgiving because it's coming up this Thursday, November 26th, and... I'm not going to give you the history, blah, blah, blah. You can look that up on your own. You don't want me to be annoying and talk about those things and bore you. So, as always, I go a different direction. I usually go a different direction with anything that I'm talking about because I have a tendency to go off on tangents. We're going to talk about something that's important on Thanksgiving. Now, again, things might be a little bit different this year, but something that will never change is the food. And as I open up to you, as I always do, I've mentioned it before, and I will mention it again if you're a first-time listener. I am a vegetarian. There's a difference between a vegetarian, a vegan, and whatever other term is used. I simply say that I don't eat meat. That being, oh, I don't know the examples, you know, steak, chicken, turkey, roast beef. I think you get the general idea. I don't eat meat. So if we meet and we begin to talk about food, let me beat you to the punch. Here are my my answers. If I say I'm a vegetarian... Here are my next responses. Um, 35 years, 13 years, it upsets my stomach. Yeah, 35 years would be the last time I had any kind of steak. What did I say? How many years? I think it was 05, so 15 years was the last time I had chicken. Turkey, of course, that would be around that time. So any type of meat I don't eat. So Thanksgiving doesn't really mean anything food-wise. I'm happy if I have salad because salad's easy to make. If I'm coming to your house, if you invite me, I'll bring lettuce. I'm easy to please. 
Believe me, I work hard to please. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'd rather please. I completely went off on a tangent there. But if I'm coming to your house, do not make a fuss. A salad is fine. Rolls. That's all I need. That's all I really need. I could venture into a Steve Martin from The Jerk, the film The Jerk, type soliloquy, but I will not. So Thanksgiving means nothing. And again, the answers to the question will be, when did you stop eating meat? How long has it been since you had steak? How long has it been since you had chicken? And the last thing is, of course, be that I have irresistible bowel syndrome or a finicky stomach. There's certain things that I can eat, can't eat, won't eat. I don't digest fried food or breaded food. Oh, boy. Garlic is a kryptonite. If a kryptonite of food, I don't know if anybody else uses that term. If you do, then I, I think we might be the only two people. But garlic, forget it. Anything, anything with a lot of garlic, oh, boy, just point me to the direction of your rest area. That would be your bathroom. Or better yet, don't invite me over if you're going to serve anything garlic. But Thanksgiving's a big deal. People get excited. They eat the turkey. They fall asleep. They wake up again. They eat the turkey. Then they go to bed for the night. You watch a little bit of football in there. Then you wake up, and what do you have for breakfast? Turkey, because there's, you know, your family buys a 26-pound turkey, and only so many of the relatives show up, or some of them are on a diet. But we always go out and become gluttons on Thanksgiving. And if it's only once a year or twice a year, if you include Christmas, that's great. I do not go in that direction. Am I trying to look good in a Speedo? Those years have passed. It would be extremely frightening if you saw me in a Speedo. Some people might enjoy what they see south of the border. Others would laugh, but the overall body, I'm not the way I looked when I was, if I say 35, does that make me sound conceited? So I'm not trying to diet or wear anything that makes me look more attractive. And hold on, speaking of attractive, I got to take a, take a drink of water. Hold on. I'm back. I'm live. Funny thing is you didn't even know that I went anywhere, even though I stopped for a second. I muted it so you didn't have to hear me go. At any rate, I got to thinking about Thanksgiving. And whatever you eat, more power to you. If it's once a year and and you want to eat until you explode, till your belt pops off, till your pants can't fit, or you just wear sweatpants to avoid having to change pants, that's all right. That's good. But to me, it's just salad. It's salad and rolls, maybe maybe a vegetable, 
I'm not trying to make myself sound better than you, but I'm going into a direction, another direction about food. And a lot of these foods are, well, I won't say commonplace, but they're more popular in the fall season since we are, of course, in autumn. But not big on Thanksgiving, not big on the turkey. And by the way, if it, I'm just a vegetarian. I don't even know what the other things are. What's a vegan? You don't eat things with faces? I do eat fish. I do eat eggs. So that's my choice. It's my personal preference. I think I would be dubbed a vegetarian if I'm wrong. Hey, you can spank me. That's okay. If I'm right, you can spank me. And let's just say this, you can spank me anytime. That would be, I, I think that would make me very happy. It makes you happy, then you know, we've covered all the bases. So it's really not a big deal to me food-wise. Love getting together with the family. It's it's a great time of year. Again, things are going to be a, a little bit different the night before Thanksgiving. Big party night. I was never a big partier. Kids come home from college. They go out. They reminisce. They run into old cronies. And they drink till they puke. They get home safely. They wake up the next day. That's Thanksgiving morning. Usually there's some kind of football game, a turkey bowl. They're mostly dubbed or some kind of bowling event. That's all good. You shower, you sit down, you watch football, and you eat. But simply, it doesn't matter to me Thanksgiving because I don't eat meat. So if this is a reason for you not to invite me over, well, I've just given you a reason not to invite me over to dinner. The other reason is you just simply don't like me or I annoy you or, well, I could go on and on with my faults and then I could just end with or all of the above. So I was thinking on the way over here after mentioning again that I'm a vegetarian and Thanksgiving Food and eating isn't a big deal to me, but my daughter and I analyzed this about six years ago, and I always forget to write it down because I never remember the flavors, and I'll get to that in a second, because I thought there was six, I thought there was seven, and even... Um, earlier in the week when I was thinking about this topic, I texted my daughter and I said, what are the, what are the things, the seven things? And she LOL'd, named three of them, and then said she couldn't remember. And I said, okay, I'll do my best to remember. And what will happen is I do everything unscripted. So by the time I complete this broadcast, I'm going to remember some of the other ones, but I don't know if you have this. Bear with me. Do you have a food or foods that it looks good, it looks really, really good, and you have one taste of it and you think, boy, this tastes really, really good. I'm going to have another bite. So you take another bite and guess what happens? This doesn't really taste very good. Oh my gosh. I'm getting a little bit nauseous already. Does that happen to you? 
It happens to me with certain foods. One of them is pumpkin. And for conversation purposes, we'll just say pumpkin pie or pumpkin cookies. I avoid pumpkin pie. I'll eat maybe, maybe two bites. Get it? Because I just remembered that the second bite, I don't want to have it anymore. And then I think, well, now I remember why I don't like pumpkin pie, because it makes me nauseous. This past Saturday, I traveled to Columbus with my younger sister to take a mat down, a wedge of like a gymnastics mat. I never ask questions as to what my family needs me for. My sister, younger sister, she'll call me up and she'll say, you have to help me move a couch. And I'll say, okay, when do you need me over there? Then other people will ask me questions, what I'm doing over there. And I'll say, I don't know. She called me and says that she needs help moving a couch. So that's what I'm going to do. So my sister said, do you want to come down? My sister is, my ex-wife is the funniest woman that I've ever met. I've never met all the women in the world, only the ones that I've met. And my ex-wife to this day is the funniest woman I've ever met. She's an acquired taste. If you want to exclude family members, which there are other females that I consider very funny, but if you include family members, my sister is one of the younger sisters, one of the funniest people, not just funniest women, funniest people that I know. But she calls me my younger sister, not my ex-wife. My ex-wife calls me asshole. Now, here's the story. If you have kids or if you have an ex-wife that you get along with at certain periods of time. I'm really, really breaking off into a tangent, so bear with me. Because this also happened this week. My ex-wife and I, we have a daughter together, my daughter Chloe. I've mentioned her on radio stations that I'm at. I'm mentioning her now on this podcast. I am. She is my pride and my joy. She's, well, she's... She'll be 23 in January. And still, if you have kids, if you're a parent, you never stop worrying. Well, there have been some things going on that I'm concerned about with her. And the reason why I'm concerned with things with my daughter is my my daughter will text me and say, Dad, I'm unhappy. Dad, I have this going on. Well, I'm concerned. So the other person who's involved in this would be my ex-wife. My daughter lives with my ex-wife. My daughter was living on her own, and then her roommate beat her up. That's another story for another time. But I'm concerned about my daughter, so I contact my ex-wife. And I say, how is she doing at home? I'm concerned. My ex-wife will answer as short as possible and then text our daughter, and say, would you tell him to stop texting me? He's making me upset. And I say to my daughter, 
Chloe, I'm not asking mom what she had for lunch. What's the color of her socks? What music did she listen to? I'm asking about you because I'm cons- I'm always amazed at that. Does that ever happen to you? Like I mean, men, it, it could be women or anybody, you know, a spouse or partner who you've broken up with, or, you know, a husband or wife. That always amazes me. So I had to explain to my daughter because my daughter gets snippy and says, You're 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 pissing mom off. I had to get that off my chest. And I'm like, I'm not asking her what's her favorite color. I didn't even I didn't even know when we were married what her favorite color was. But, you know, my ex-wife calls me by terms of quote-unquote bunny ears endearment. Asshole, dickhead, big nose. You know, the normal terms of endearment that you would use or not use for exes. But... I'm really, really off on a tangent, so I'm gonna put my finger here. I'm gonna and I'm gonna go, hmm, where exactly was I? Oh yes. I remember. I don't ask questions. When I am asked for help. Not just with my family, but with anybody. But my younger sister usually volunteers me for things and says, you know, can you come over and do this? Can you come over and do that? I say, okay, I get there and I find out exactly what we're doing. So she says, do you want to come down to Columbus? I have to drive an item down to Scott. I'm just going to use names here because they have names and they know who they are and you know who they are. And let's just do that. My brother, Scott, lives in Columbus. My younger sister, Tracy. I have an older sister too, but... She's not a part of this story. Tracy says, let's drive down to Columbus, meet Scott. I have to give him something. I don't even know what it is. So I meet my sister and her daughter, my niece, and I get into this white van. I know that sounds creepy, but bear with me. And I said, what are we, what are we dropping off to him? And I know I buried the lead and mentioned this already, but it's a wedge of a gymnastics mat. Remember those mats that you would roll around in in gym? Not the wrestling ones that people contract very serious diseases or get a staph infection. Now, these other mats, you still could get that disease, but you remember them? Well, this is a wedge. I don't even know what it it was originally used for, but my brother had it and his wife. They gave it to my sister. My brother wanted it back. So we're driving it down there. Hey, this is going to be a blast. We get along great. We laugh. We laugh till we cry. We, you know, we update on what's going on with our lives. So we're all the way down to Columbus. I live in Cleveland. And I say to my sister, we're taking a mat down there. What is the mat for? And she says, well, Scott. And Mary Jane, his wife, they need it for their dog, Sandy. Hold it. Again, there's nothing wrong. I'm doing this intentionally. It's dead air, but I need to do it for effect. We're bringing it down for their dog. You heard me correctly. 
I wanted to make sure and I wanted to emphasize that I'm bringing it down for their dog. <laughs> we had a great time. We went to dinner and laughed and laughed. And my brother, of course, has a 20-minute drive back to where he lives. And we have to drive two hours, my sister <laughs> and my niece. But it's a blast. I don't mind doing those type of things. I'm that kind of a guy. Now, I am completely, completely nowhere near what I wanted to talk about. If you if you know how to get me back to what I was talking about, then you would be the only one. But we're going to go back to food, and then you could figure out how I got to that story. And then after I'm done... Recording this, I will also get back to how I got to that part of the story. But food. Do you have food that you just eat after one bite or maybe two? And then you think, man, this is really awful. Pumpkin pie. Oh, I got it. I got it. Hold on since this is unscripted. Oh, my gosh. Ah, Jeffrey Paul, don't first and middle name me. Only my mom can. The reason why I included that story is... My brother gave my sister and I some pumpkin and gingerbread and peanut butter cookies from some kind of bakery down in Columbus. The cookies are huge. A lot of frosting. I had one on the way back. And it was a sugar cookie that I had, frosted sugar cookie. So it wasn't too bad, but it was a lot. And, of course, pumpkin cookies were one of the flavors, brought it back, and I ate a cookie, a part of the pumpkin cookie, the next day, a part, a tiny part. I need to watch my figure, you know, in case I ever get back into porn, in case I ever meet Brie Larson or Kaylee Cuoco. And don't think that can't happen, believe me. I have my ins. They're very, very far away from actually getting me in, but... I do have ins, but a tiny, tiny morsel. I was nauseous for like eight hours. So pumpkin pie is at the top of that list. That one I always remember. Now, I got you thinking about these flavors. Here's another flavor, gingerbread. Oh, my gosh. Love gingerbread. Usually only eat it this time of year, not because it's a requirement or a law, at least I don't think it's a law in any of the 50 states or the District of Columbia or any of the other U.S. territories or anywhere else around the planet for that matter. But I eat a little bit of gingerbread, same thing. I'm like, man, this gingerbread cookie is good. I miss gingerbread. I got to go get all kinds of gingerbread items now. Gingerbread edible undies. You know, that should be at the top of your list of gingerbread-flavored items. But then I take a second bite, and I'm like, oh, man, this is really, really, really bad. So that's it for gingerbread. Those are two I remember easily. Another one is, it's funny the way food works. If it's prepared a different way than its original intent... You don't like it. I like bananas. Love bananas. Great potassium. Weird to eat. 
but great potassium. And you know what I'm talking about. You're chuckling right now, rolling your eyes or doing both at the same time. Love bananas. Try to eat one every morning. They don't eat cereal anymore because milk affects my stomach, irresistible bowel syndrome. So I really don't eat cereal. It's mostly peanut butter and jelly for, I don't really eat breakfast. It's just like brunch, lunch. When I'm going to be going back to on the air in the mornings, I, I have some water with a caffeinated item, granola, and that's it. Love bananas. But banana cream pie? Really? It just it, it doesn't taste that good. It really, really doesn't. And I didn't plan on going this way. Not the way I came to the studio. I drive the same way. But I didn't plan on going this direction because I have some other things in mind for some of the other items. But bananas and banana cream pie, you would think they go together. But they don't. They're the same thing, but they're not the same thing. They're the same, but different. If you're following me, bananas are great. Banana cream pie. If you like it, I say this once an episode because I value, you know, you're listening to my opinion. And if you're shaking your head wherever you're listening to this at, you're thinking, yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's wrong. Yeah, he's ugly. Yeah, I really wonder about him, what he would be like to meet. But. Those are three. Those I remember. Another one is, and I eat these in very, very few things, but still they have an effect. Peppermint. How many things do you eat that are peppermint? You have the peppermint candies. Fall, you have, I don't drink coffee, so I'm sure it's in coffee. I don't eat ice cream. So I think peppermint is in ice cream. I think all the other flavors that I mentioned are also in ice cream. But peppermint, it it just doesn't do the trick. Even the candies. I mean, even the candies, they have an effect on me. I eat one, and I'm like, oh, boy. I can't believe I ate that. If I'm really, really, really hungry and there's no food around and I eat a piece of candy, a peppermint piece of candy, that's it. So whatever items of food there are with, that are associated, well, peppermint related that are associated with fall, well, you can get peppermint any time of the year. I'm not going (laughs) to, you know decipher every food and when you can eat it. Peppermint. How about spearmint? How about wintergreen? Gum? Fine. Now, I don't know what else you would eat wintergreen with. Spearmint, there are a little bit of more common items. Barely. Can I name any right now? No. But I'm sure there are some items 
So what about you? What makes you tick, better yet for the sake of argument, what makes you nauseous? Think about that for a minute. Are you going to gorge out on pumpkin pie and then say, I'm never eating pumpkin pie until, well, tomorrow because I have to finish the leftovers? Or do you just say, I'm not going to eat it until next year? Everybody gets excited about fall. Fall foods. I love fall here in Ohio. I'm broadcasting from Cleveland, Ohio. No better time of year here. The leaves change. The people, they don't change. They stay the same color that they are. But the leaves change color. They fall. It's just beautiful here in Northeast Ohio. But like anywhere else, spice, pumpkin spice. Apples, oh, that's another one is apple cider. Apples are good by themselves. You break them down into a liquid, not so good. What other time of year do you drink apple cider? On an 85-degree day in June, you have water, you have Gatorade, you have a beer if you choose to drink an adult beverage, and then you have apple cider. Which one of these are you not going to drink? Well, if you don't drink or are recovering from some kind of drinking issue, and I'm not making light of that, well, you wouldn't drink the beer. But you still wouldn't drink the apple cider. So that's another item. Love apples. Love apple crisp granola. I have one here that, well, you can't see it. I can. It's in my bag. But I'll have it between the end of this recording and before I begin recording of Mike's and Men's. So, so many things that you can eat other than the apple itself. There's the regular apple, there's Granny Smith apples, there's Macintosh. It's an apple. No matter the color, it's an apple. But you put it into different stuff, eh. apple cinnamon, not bad. But it depends on what you're eating. Nutrigrain bar, good. And by the way, I don't get any, you know, any kickback for mentioning any type of food. But Apple cinnamon oatmeal, yeah, that'll do the trick. But I'm going to let you think about what other item, apple cinnamon. There might be some that you think, yeah, I don't like that. That leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, boy, buttercream. Anything that has butter in it. A couple weeks ago, about three or four weeks ago, Every now and then I get a taste for muffins. Trying to eliminate the carbs, trying to get down to, you know, I'm not going to say my plain weight because when I was an athlete, because <clears throat> that's laughable. <laughs> it's ridiculously laughable. But I go through a spot, or by spot I mean a stretch of time, where a certain kind of muffin is good. Oh, you know, blueberry, cinnamon. So I get those. Okay, I enjoy them for a couple of weeks. I don't eat them every day, but they have a set of four. 
Well, I went to this grocery store I always go to, and there was butter mentioned. They were they were blueberry muffins, but they had butter. Not just in the ingredient, into the name of the muffin. Well, I about threw up. So anything that is butter in it, butter is great if you put it on toast, if you put it on rice, you know, it's good. But if you put it into certain items of food and you do it heavy, oh, boy. And while I was telling the story about the grocery store, I go back to the fact that when you go to a grocery store, and boy, I'm really, really going off on tangents. You're really enjoying this, aren't you? Because I'm showing my true colors. But when you go to a grocery store, you never go hungry. And I don't mean, you you, you know, you're going to the grocery store to eat food. What I'm saying is you never go to a store when you are hungry. Well, I didn't have this happen to me. A friend it happened to that said they were going to the grocery store for five items. They were gone for an hour and 15 minutes. Later on, I called them on the phone. I said, where were you? You said you were going to the grocery store for just a couple items. They said, yeah. I came back with 13 bags. I said, how did you end up going there for five items and you came out with 13 bags? And they said, well, it was high. I smoked the devil's lettuce before I left. And I was hungry, mainly because you're smoking the devil's lettuce. You know, you need that Scooby snack. Or you just were hungry, then smoked the ganja, the cannabis. And that's a double whammy. Folks, that is a double, double whammy. Make sure you bring a debit card that has a lot of money on it or a credit card because you're going to be spending a lot of money. <laughs> that's my that's my public service announcement for this particular show. <laughs> so anything with butter in it, but buttercream, there's buttercream cream candy. Excuse me, buttercream candy. Eat one of those. Yeah, it's good. You know the things you suck on. The buttercream candy you suck on. It's good. Two of them, not so much. A third, forget it. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense to have a third. You know, a second bite of something makes sense because you think, do you ever have this happen to you? When you take that second bite of pumpkin pie, second bite of banana cream pie or gingerbread, you think maybe it'll be different this time. It's like getting married again. You think maybe it'll be different this time. It's like, you know, going down on a date with somebody you have nothing in common with. Maybe it will be different this time. Maybe the ending of Jaws will be different this time. But usually it's the same. So two bites is the limit because the first one tastes good. So if you are enjoying your pumpkin pie and you really, really like the food, just gorge out, you know, blow out your your stomach, enjoy it, then blow out your colon when you're done in the turlet. Just enjoy those foods. But think about this. It's dinner conversation. Whether you're Zooming your family, I don't even know what Zooming is. 
I think I did it one time with a couple girls, but again, that's another story for another time. I think it has to do with when you talk to somebody or a group of people on a camera or a computer. But if you're a Zooming family because you can't spend time with them, say, you know what? Jeff Stritch came up with something. What foods do you eat that you really, really cannot stand after the second bite? Gingerbread, pumpkin pie, peppermint, spearmint, banana cream, buttercream. Did I forget to see that? I had seven. See, I even... I didn't consult my daughter before the show because I knew she wouldn't care or wouldn't attempt to remember. But again, there'll be other items. Who knows? Maybe when I'm broadcasting of the of Mike's and Men episode, <clears throat> it'll come to me. And I'll randomly say it, and, the, and those guys will be like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'll say, well, it's something from my podcast. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, you know, the two, I'm interweaving them. The two episodes are interwoven. So enjoy what you eat during your Thanksgiving holiday. You know, thanks. You know, I'm not going to go into who you spend it with or, you know, who you shouldn't. Just enjoy the food you eat. But think about me. I know you can think about me when you're doing other things. But when you're eating, think about this podcast. When I name it, it will have nothing to do with the main topic of food. But just think about me. Think about this. Shaggy doesn't need to because I'm hitting the marker. He's going to come up with some. Well, he can't come up with a song related to Animal House. Because that's probably licensed. But he'll know where I'm going with this. And he always, whatever he puts in, background music or sound effect, it always does the trick. But... There are a couple things that I point out movie-wise are things you can watch, and there are a couple things that if you're getting away from the shows you binge on Netflix. I think I hit the marker, Shaggy. I think I did. But a couple things are that you may not know about begin airing this weekend. There is a documentary called Belushi. It premieres Sunday. November 22nd. Again, it premieres. If you're listening to this podcast days after it's been recorded or weeks, well, I'm sure you can watch it in reruns. Well, it is a little bit different. It's a collection of audio taped interviews that are they're just a lot more than another look at a star who succumbed to drug abuse. They're telling a story about the individual, about what happened through these audio taped interviews. So if you're a fan of Belushi, I know a lot of you are, you might want to take that, take it in, record it, watch it another time. It premieres Sunday, this Sunday, November 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Showtime. It's called Belushi. Did you ever think to yourself out of the blue of a star and you say, whatever happened to that guy? He may have passed on. He may not have done any type of, if he's a musician, may not have put out an album or song. If he's an actor, you might not have heard from him because you don't pay attention to the entertainment world or you don't care. But maybe it comes up in some kind of 
conversation where you're where you're thinking, whatever happened to Mel Gibson? Well, of course he's still around. You've seen him in some films. He's a secondary character. Every once in a while he'll make a film which he is the headliner. And well, he's done that. This film is called Fat Man. It's an MPAA rating. I don't even know what the hell that means. Actually, the rating is R for Bloody Violence and Language. Stars Gibson, Walter Goggins, Marianne Jean-Baptiste. It's played in limited release when theaters are open. It's available on Tuesday. That would be, what is that date? Oh, I think I screwed up. I think the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the Belushi thing begins this Sunday. Um, Tuesday, November 24th, is when Fat Man, the film starring Mel Gibson, will be available on VOD and digital. I was going to go into what the film was about, but then I thought, you know what, I really don't care because I just glanced at the review and the fact that it has bloody violence in. That doesn't eliminate me, but it eliminates me for watching this. Thank you for listening to this. I, I thought it was good. I'm going to be fired up when I step over to the other studio because I'm not just going to step over there because it's the way out of this studio. It's because I am going to record my other podcast of Mikes and Men with Sean and Mo. They actually run the show. Yes, that rhymed. That was unintentional. Now, this podcast, you can catch it at any time on Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. I have a Facebook page. My regular one is, well, that's Jeff Stritch. The Facebook page is Strictly Stritch in Time. Off of that, you can get the email address of the show. Or maybe I'll have Shaggy put it in at the end because I think it just came about. It just was birthed. And I don't have it. But again, you can get it off the Facebook page. <laughs> Thank you to Shaggy and CBW Productions. I include Omar in my thanks. Have yourselves a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. If it's long past and you're listening to this in February of 2021, well, just think belated happy Thanksgiving or early Thanksgiving for 2021. The next time you hear my voice will be the next time you listen to this podcast. Don't forget, around the corner, I will be back on the air on a music station. Excited about that. I'm excited about every podcast I do. So have yourselves a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm Jeff Stritch. This has been Strictly Stritch in time. Be safe. Be happy. Be proud. You know what? Let's. I'm in such a good mood. My belly button's puckering and unpuckering with excitement. Let's wrap that up again. Shaggy, give me some, you know what, here's an M. Give me some wrap-up music. Okay, you know what? Just play my outro music, which is the same as my intro music. Yeah, do that. You're smarter than I am. Okay, I hit the other M. The music, the outro music was going to play anyway. So it's playing while I'm finishing this up. So I'm just going to repeat with all kinds of excitement, vim, and vigor. Be safe. Be happy. Be proud. All together, guys in the other room. Peace. Peace.